another episode of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. And this is obviously episode 14. 14? Shit. On Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday? Oh, yeah. no, it's Tuesday the 17th. It's fine. They can know. We're, we're podcasting on Friday the 13th. Do, 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 do. That's my week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> creepy, creepy circus music. Cue no, the creepy circus no, music. No, my week has been a shit show, but... Has it? Anyhow. Do they, don't need, they don't need to know my drama. I was going to ask, do you want to go into it, or... You know what? That would be a whole podcast on its own. <laughs> it really, really fucking would be. I had to shut down bigots. I had to shut down babies that accused me of not knowing how to do my job. I had to shut down... Yeah, they don't need to know. I will say this, and this is like just me encapsulating what you did this week. You having to shut down a bigot who is against a transgender person. Um, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I, it was just not right what was happening. But I'm really, not to cheat my own horn or break my own arm patting my back, but I'm glad that I took a hot second to take a step back when I was angry and not to address the situation at that moment. And then when it was brought back up and I was in a calm manner, I could shut it down at that moment and say, no, this is the situation. Right, exactly. Which is good because then you just presented the facts and you were like, look, here are the facts. You're wrong. You can be a bigot on your own time, but... Don't waste my bitch. Exactly. I'm sorry. Don't waste mine, cunt. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dude, I don't... It's no shock we live in Texas. I mean, you guys all know we say it all the t- fucking time. But damn, our state be fucking up. And I- I'm just going to say, just so you guys know who don't live in Texas, no, not all of us believe or feel the same way as our government at all. In oh. fact, we're fucking terrified. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, yes. I'm scared of my governor on a daily basis. I mean, you would think a guy who like had an accident and is in a wheelchair now would have more care and concern for people in general, but apparently he went the hard other way and decided to be a total dick. But after he, isn't it true after he sued for money, he then created laws so everybody else couldn't do that? Correct. Welcome to our world, folks. Yeah, fucking circus ass shit is that. I mean, I know it shouldn't surprise me, but it does. And again, we are not a political podcast. Nope. But we just hate him. Yes. And we also uphold facts and reason. And people that are not kind to other people are on our hard no list. Right. Like, I just don't like it when you're mean to other people just because you're ignorant. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stand up for the other person because I'm not ignorant. And I choose to educate myself and understand where people, other people are coming from. Right. And also, like, the, the information's out there, dude. It's literally one Google search away. Literally. Like, one Google search. The whole argument about, like, educate yourself. Like, yes, agreed. Educate yourself. Like, it, it literally is one fucking Google search away. Yeah. And pe- people don't choose things. 
No. They don't choose what sexuality they are, no. who they love, or anything else. So if this is not your vibe, then this is not the podcast for you, and that's fine. We're okay with that. Yeah. Um, we don't talk about... If this is your first time listening, I think this is the first time we've addressed this, and it only was addressed because I dealt with this situation this week. And... Um, it could come up again. It could not come up again. Um, you can always hit the skip until you get to the crime, which you're here for, which we do also want to address the crime situation. Um, sometimes we do make jokes, um, not because we think it's funny, because it's how we cope. We spend a lot of hours researching our stories every week, and to throw a little humor in is kind of a coping mechanism for us. Exactly. And it has been for our whole lives because I mean we I don't want to speak for you but I grew up with shitty ass parents so it's been a lot easier just to kind of like you know joke through the reality of life than than like let it get to you in that way and just kind of like you know what fuck it essentially so Yeah, cuz you know shitty things happen and yeah. you just got to Make a joke about it. That's that's how I deal with things is to make jokes. Yeah. About a lot of things. Same. Um, we do talk about murder. A lot of murder. Um, <laughs> see you next Tuesday is a acronym. Yep. For cunt. And again, if you don't like that word, again, this is not the podcast for you. Urban Dictionary. Um, a lot of people will say see you next Tuesday instead of cunt because they don't feel comfortable saying cunt. We embrace it. We're taking it back. All right. Um, and we think the ultimate cunts of the world are people who commit crimes against family members. Mm -hmm. We're currently talking about moms that commit crimes and or murder. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to my new best friend. <laughs> Her name is Dawn. I'm not going to be hurt. It's okay, Dawn. There is room for us all. There is room for us all. She loves the Goonies as much as I do. If not, maybe more. No, I, I'm going to take that back. There's no I mean, way. there's no way it's more. I wore my Goonies shirt for you today, Dawn. Yes, so hey, Dawn. And um, if you're not comfortable with us saying your last name. Or... <gasps> oh, take that out. We can always take it out. But that's... she'll edit that out. Dawn. Dawn. My bad, Dawn. I should not have said your last name. All we got to say is the fact that you had like, what, like a, a honeymoon or some shit? What was it? She put on her Instagram, she had, on her honeymoon, they had a Goonies tour. I didn't know that was a thing. And now I'm going to make my husband take me on that. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. What, what anniversary is coming up for y'all? Well, we just celebrated 20 years. So 20 and a half. There you go. A take me on a vacation before I murder all my coworkers. <laughs> Please. anniversary just real quick before the shit hits the fan yeah okay i'm here for it because you love me yeah i don't know maybe we'll take a podcast <gasps> no you're not allowed to go we fight about okay goonies. you know what here's the thing like we were me just me and don are gonna go on the okay, goonies tour i don't not like the goonies i just want to say this out for like the record i don't not like the goonies i actually really fucking enjoy that movie i love the goonies i love it i think it's a fucking great movie I enjoy it every time I watch it. But, like, I fight about the fact that, you know, I think the kids should have kept some money for themselves. I get the whole point of the movie is to save the fucking town. But anymore, I'm like, the fuck town. the town. It was specifically the goondocks. The goondocks. Goonie. We're not fighting. We fought about but this. But you know, we the government. Recording. 
But here's the thing. You know how, like, capitalism is set up now to where they're this not going to This was the 80s. This was the 80s. It was 80s. even worse. It was the fucking Reagan era. Like, what the fuck? Girl, trickle down. Trickle down. Of course you they're going to keep it for themselves. Everyone, they're not going to keep anything. Go to our YouTube because I'm about to scratch our eyeballs out. <laughs> All Don. I'm saying is, Don, we are going to go on the tour together. <laughs> I'm just saying that the children should have kept something for themselves. Knowing. And, and you don't know that they didn't. Shut your talking hole. That's <laughs> Shut your talking hole. I just wanted to shout out my new best friend, Dawn. You're just jelly. I am a little jelly. Sorry, Dawn. Anywho. And that leads me to our Instagram. Follow us. Like us. Subscribe to us. Leave All of us those reviews, things. reviews, but only if you like us. <laughs> no. If you like us, leave us reviews. Honestly, I mean... I'm going to stray a little bit and say, like, even if you don't like us, I'd rather know than not know. I mean, then email us and tell us personally. <laughs> That's true. We don't all... break up with us publicly. That's mean. Uh, that's true. Honestly, though, guys, we are on everything. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, Just not the Facebook. Good pods. We are on everything but Facebook, literally. So you can find us anywhere you can get a podcast, including in India. So if you can't find our podcast, let us know. But pretty damn sure you can. And it's a C-E-E with a C and then a U, the letter U, and next Tuesday podcast. Yes. Um, and we shouted out Kansas City last yeah, time. Yeah, um, just wanted to say heads up. Thanks, everyone who listened to our last couple of episodes. It was like blowing yeah, up. We and love all of you guys. Thank you so much. You have no idea. Like, this is really a big hobby for us and just like a way to just the anxiety and the stresses of the week and you know everything else just to like let it go. And this has been so fun to see like this actual community kind of developing around us and Sorry to go on and on about this shit, but it's cool. It's really cool for us, so thank you. So, you want to hear um, our murder this week? This week it is a murder, because we don't always have a murder. I know. Sometimes it's like a pseudo-murder, like a... A crime. It's not always kids. Right. But it's always murder. But it's always murder. So... Take us there. I have a murder. Not a child. Good. Okay, good. Because after I did um, Amanda Lewis, I've had to take some time off from the children. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Not going to lie. That one took an emotional toll on me like it did everyone else. So, um, and I got out of Texas. Oh, okay. And Florida. (laughs) It's just so easy. We have so many good ones. It's just like, God dang. Why not? For some reason, I couldn't leave Texas or Florida, y'all. I do not know why. I just couldn't. Because the fucking, we have so many. So, you ready for this roller coaster? Because I love me some roller coasters. I'm buckling in. I'm gearing up. Yeah. I'm drinking water. I'm hydrating. Well, I'm boozing up. <laughs> that's the difference between us. Hey, that's fine. Ready? I have a quote to start off. This was the modern day Tulsa witch trials, <gasps> according to Rhonda Whitlock. Oh, shit. You're going to Oklahoma? I'm going to the Okie Finoke. Oh, shit. Okay, girl. That's better than Texas. <laughs> Amber Michelle Bowers was born October 1st, 1991. Oh, God. She's a baby. She was born in Joplin, Missouri to Michael and Rhonda Bowers. Did I just say Rhonda? 
I did, because it was her mama that said this was the modern day Tulsa witch trials. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Amber was one of three children. She had a brother, Adam, and a sister, Ariel. Like the mermaid. Like the mermaid, yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, was Ariel the youngest sister? Was she born after the movie in 89? I would assume if she's born in 91. It makes sense that her, her younger sister would be named Ariel. I'm going to start letting you reread my notes so I know what you're going to ask me so I can I'm search sorry. Oh, I try to, I try I know, to get in your head I know. and think, what is Jesse going to ask me so I can Google it? I don't know. I'm just going to assume yes because, like I said, Little Mermaid came out in 89, so, and Amanda was born in 91. I'm Amanda, that's Amber. Amber, we're talking about Amber. Amber, but what's her younger sister's name? Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, okay, so. You said Amanda. My bad, sorry. Anywho, the family moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma when Amber was three months old. So basically, while she was born in Missouri, she grew up, she was from Oklahoma. Right. So Amber was, she was smart, she was athletic, she had a 4.0 GPA, she played soccer, volleyball, track, dance, she was part of the FFA, mm-hmm. you know, she was, you know, the all-around typical, like, what you want to be. Right. She was into fashion, makeup, books, movies, you know, she was just a typical teenager. Yeah, like, well-rounded kid is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Okay, got it. Then let's fast forward to 2010. Okay. Amber met Joshua Hibberling. Real quick, 2010 from 91. She would be hip. 91, 2001 is 10. And plus 9, so it's 19. Mm-hmm. Got it. He was an Air Force veteran, and mm-hmm. they fell in love and married that same year. Um, they moved to Fairbanks, Alaska, because that's where Josh was stationed for the Air Force. Okay. Um, shortly after that, they found out that Amber was pregnant with their first child. Yay, baby! I mean, but also, like, in the military, um, having children also allows more income and more allowances, right? Like, to, right. to do more things. I think so. Um, Help us, people who are in the military, because I vaguely know because some friends were in the military that the more children you have up to I think I want to say three or four you get like more from the government before you get twitter and insta happy at adding us military people hold on I'm gonna need some help in a hot sec um so they moved back to Tulsa because that's where their family was okay she was pregnant they moved back to Tulsa when they got to Tulsa they moved into a an apartment at the University Club Towers Apartments on the 25th floor. Okay. Now, the University Club Towers Apartments was one of those apartment complexes um, that was a big, tall tower, hence the name. Um, And the entire outside of the building was windows. Think downtown Austin high-rise situation. Okay, so it's kind of like an elevator or like a stair in the middle that goes yeah, up to like all the yeah. apartments. You know, downtown Austin has all those high-rises that's yeah. glass on the outside. Normally those are square, but this one was circular. Okay, got it. Um, Got it. And so an article I read, the apartments were actually almost like a pie shape. So the entire outside wall was windows. Okay, that makes sense. We all vision that. Do I need to get more descriptive? Because I can do it. No, no, I got it. Okay. I think we got it. Yeah. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> We're 
picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> okay, so this sounds idyllic, right? Yeah, sounds nice. Young couple, military, they're in love, they're having a baby. Stop that train of thought. Um, by all accounts, it was a volatile marriage. Uh, um, how? It's really, it really turned into a he said, he said, she said story. Um, There's all types of different information all over the Googles. Um, One of Josh's parents said um, they saw Amber as the aggressor in the relationship. Oh, shit. And said that Josh was distressed about Amber's drug use and he wanted a divorce. And he was going to leave... And then fight for custody of their son once he was born. Amber claims she was fearful in her marriage. And Amber's mom, Rhonda, claims that Josh was thrown out of the military for drug abuse. Hmm. But I was actually not able to confirm that. Okay, so real quick. Um, so drug use, like mm-hmm. weed? Are we talking like hard drugs? Do we know? I don't know. Okay. I was just curious because like... There are varying levels of drugs, of course. And then, of course, like, how serious are you? Like, if she's doing, like, hard shit, or he is, or whatever, I can see them being concerned because there's a child in the in the mix, right. you know? Like, oh, what's going on here? I don't know. Okay. Because I could only find one statement by the mom in an article saying that he was thrown out of the military for drug abuse. Hmm. Um, was, I mean, and, and then of course, like, it's hard to like know military, like why you're discharged. Like that's fucking, yeah. Personal records. And unless it's like a high profile case, it's not really always made known to the public. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. We might actually address that in a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so on June 7th, 2011, things came to a head. And no one really knows what happened that day inside that apartment. But Josh was pushed out the window and led to him falling 17 stories and landing on top of the 8th floor parking garage. Oh, damn, son. Holy shit. He did a full lethal weapon. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. But then the windows... Like, if you're 17 stories up, like, in any, like, building, especially, like, if you go to, like, a hotel or whatever, those windows are hard as shit to break through. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Well, I'm going to tell you what we know. Okay. I'm I'm going to tell intrigued. you what we know. Like, how the fuck? I told you. Roller okay. coaster. I love the roller coaster stories. Roller coaster. <laughs> up and down. <laughs> okay. Here's what we know as facts. Okay. Amber was seven months pregnant, and her and Josh got into an argument. This is their second kid? First kid. Okay, so, so she, they mm-hmm. haven't had the kid yet. No, no, no. Okay, She was it. still pregnant. Okay. Um, her and Josh got into an argument, uh-huh. and it is fact that she did push Josh out the window, and he fell. Okay, so she did push him. But the question is, was it an accident, or was it on purpose? Okay, so we're going to... We're going to go both ways here. We're going to say, okay, you're fighting. You guys are fighting. La, 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 la. You fight. And then he pushes you. You push him. And oh, shit. I mean, you know I love these stories of what really happened. Right. Uh, Or it could be a situation where I was like, oh, no, I'm going to kick this motherfucker right out the the window. I mean, the only person that knows what happened is Amber. Oh, 
So here's what Amber claims. Okay. Ready? Amber claims Josh grabbed her shoulders and she shoved him away, causing him to fall out the window. Okay, that seems feasible. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. But remember how Josh's parents always saw Amber as the aggressor? But was this voiced pre the situation or was it voiced after the situation? Because I find that's a very important distinction. Well, you just, you just hang on to your panties. (laughs) Um, On May the 10th, 2011, less than one month before he was pushed out the window, he filed for an emergency protective order against Amber. Ah. I know what you're thinking. Look, it says that. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she wrote that. Wait, so one month prior to this, he actually did file a restraining order against her. That is interesting. I know what you're thinking. How was she able to push him out the window if there was a protective order in place? Hmm. Well, the order was actually dismissed two weeks later when the couple didn't show up for court. Oh, shit. Was it one of those, like, uh, we decided against it and, you know, we're just going to make it work kind of things? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Everybody knows I'll post my notes on social media. And, I mean, (laughs) I have so many questions now. Everyone does. I'm going to try to answer them with the information I have. I'll let you keep talking. Go. So I have this awesome quote from Amber's attorney. I hope you love it as much as I do. This is the entire quote. It's several sentences long. Bear with me. This is a five foot five pregnant teenager and it's kind of preposterous to listen to some things that are being said right now about how she can be an aggressor against a six foot four, 200 pounder. No, this means he wouldn't hit her back. While they said they, okay, I don't know if that's a quote or my thoughts, hold on. No, this means he wouldn't hit her back. While they said they had witnesses and photos to show Josh's abuse on Amber, I couldn't, okay. My thoughts are, no, this means he wouldn't hit her back. Okay, so real, real quick, say that quote one more time. The quote is, this is a five foot five pregnant teenager and it's kind of preposterous to listen to some of the things that are being said right now about how she can be an aggressor against a Six foot four, 220 pounder. Got it. Okay, so essentially her attorney is saying that there's no way that a five foot five woman or anybody who's five foot five could hurt or like, you know, basically intimidate a six foot four, 200 pound person. Right. And sorry, I. No, no, no. It's all highlighted, so I got a little confused, but my thoughts were no, this means he wouldn't hit her back. It means he. He's six foot four and two hundred twenty pounds, and right. knows he wouldn't. If he hit her back, he would injure her, and she's pregnant. And she's pregnant, and she's seven months pregnant, of course. Um, well, and 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 no, you shouldn't hit people, let alone a woman. So and no. while and while they said they had photo had witnesses and photos showing Josh's abuse on Amber, I couldn't find it. Really, it doesn't mean it didn't happen, of course, because I try not to victim blame. Of course, of course, of course. Um. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I couldn't find right. And his photos, court documents, or public record, then you should be able to find photos of her documented abuse by Josh. Right. So, so I mean, 
Got it. So again, we're in 50-50 land where it's like, what the fuck is actually happening here? I love 50-50 land in my stories. I'm just going to say I hate it. I love it. I want to know. I love (laughs) 50-50 land. So Amber (sighs) actually rejected a plea deal that would require her to plead guilty for only a five-year sentence and 15 years probation. (sighs) Bitch, don't always take the plea. Or a seven-year sentence with 13 years probation. Always take the plea. I'm just going to say this as a true crime fan. Always take the fucking plea. Even if you're innocent, don't fucking be like, I'm innocent. I'm going to get out. Juries are dumb. Juries are dumb. If you can't get a bench trial, juries are dumb. Take the fucking plea. Take the fucking plea and move on with your life. Instead, she chose to stand trial on second-degree murder charge. Oh, God. She rejected the plea deal because, and I quote, a person who is not guilty is going to... Take any risk necessary to prove it. Oh, God. No. No, they're not. And you want to know why? Because our justice system is so fucking flawed that you will get put in prison for whether or not you did it or not because juries are not what you think they are. Oh, my God. A secondary murder murder charge, if found guilty, carries a sentence of no less than 19 years and up to life in prison. Exactly. Because they don't have to prove intent. That's why second degree is like one of the most common murder charges because like first is intent. You have to prove that you like had forethought into doing what you did versus like second is just like you did the thing. That's all they got to prove is that you did it. Fucking girl, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. So, I mean, that's where we're at. Again, she's what, 19, 20 at the time? Yes. That's why he said teenager. So I'm guessing she's around 19. Yes. Okay. So... She was first arrested in June 2011. Okay. And released on bond two days later. But the bond was revoked in December when she failed to keep her ankle monitor charged at least 10 times. Y'all, I've never had an ankle monitor. I can imagine if somebody said, this is going to be attached to your body. If you don't charge it, you're going to jail. I'm going to fucking be attached to the <laughs> right? wall outlet like nobody's business. Exactly. Like, I will wear fucking Depends <laughs> and sit next to the fucking wall 24-7. Right. To make sure you don't have to go to jail? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I do have a jail plan, but I don't want to be there. <laughs> don't worry. I'll put, in, I'll put in money into your comms so you can have better than ramen noodles. So you can have, like, the good shit. Don't worry. I'm just going to trade the good shit for somebody not to shank me. But anyhow, for protection. I'm going to trade the good shit for protection. You do what you got to do. Anyhow. Then in January, prosecutors said Amber violated the conditions of her bond when she failed two, one, two, uno, dos, court-mandated drug tests. Oh, shit. Amber said she smoked pot before her December re-arrest. Honey... And when she was taken back to custody, she was held without bond. Again, it's not that hard. Like, just don't do the thing. You're on probation. You're on a fucking house arrest, girl. Come on now. Here's my internal thoughts on paper. Why let her out again if she can't follow two easy rules? It's not fucking rocket science. Exactly. I digress. So, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I address this later in my situation or not so I'm going to address it now when Josh fell out the window she 
was taken into the police department and she was put into a room with her grandmother. Okay. And they were like, talk to your grandmother, whatever, whatever, whatever. And someone happened to flip on the switch of the video recorder. And they used that in court of her admitting she pushed Josh out the window. Mm. But her grandmother said, asked a question point blank, did you intentionally push Josh out the window? And she said, no, I did not. Okay, so the full context wasn't there in the video is what you're saying. Like, they didn't film the whole thing? They filmed a part? No, they filmed the... They filmed the whole thing, um, but she was, like, upset and distressed, and, I mean, you've seen a human being, your husband, whether you hate him or not, even if you love him. Right. You love him, you have some volatile turmoil going on, he's fallen out the window... She was the first one on to his body. You see him, and now you're at the police station to answer some questions. You're in a room with your grandmother. You're like, oh my God, I pushed him out the window. So she's being recorded saying, I pushed him out the window, which is not disputed. Right. She admits she did that. Right. Her grandmother asked her point blank if she intentionally pushed him out the window, and she says, no, she did not. Okay. Right, and then the cops often use that, like they did in like the Chris Watts case, like with his dad, to like get them to say things they wouldn't normally say to cops because they they trust those people, you know, your grandma, your dad, your mom, whatever. It makes sense why cops do that. Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. I can't remember if it's further down or if I include it at all or not, but I'm gonna. To be fair, mm-hmm. we're gonna put that in. Absolutely. So. Amber's main defense was that she shoved her husband in self-defense. And she's not denying that she pushed him. Um, she didn't mean for him to go through the window. And actually, she claims the windows were dangerously thin glass. And in 2012, she filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the property management company and the University Club Towers management and the maintenance staff saying the window glass was not up to code and it was a terrible accident. Oh, shit. Okay. I mean, I would agree with that statement because, again, like, if you go to any high-rise anything, those windows are fucking, like, bulletproof, basically, on purpose because of that. Like, for accidents or for people fucking around or... You can't tell me that the windows in Vegas at the, the highest, you know, hotel are easy to get through on purpose i've never tried to shove someone out the window of the 25th floor of anything so i don't really know yeah but i would assume like the whole point of them being like super thick is because of that if somebody so it prevents the situation from happening right so i assume so i can also see now where she's coming from so again i'm like kind of like well okay keep going i'm undecided keep going So the three detectives that responded to the scene testified that nothing in the apartment seemed disturbed other than the window, and there was no sign of a struggle, even though the defense claimed the couple was in a heated argument. Okay. Um, The medical examiner testified that Josh's Josh's cause of death was a homicide. Right. I mean, it makes sense. He'd fall out of a window. 
The defense decided to take a shot at the detective's investigation by saying they failed to test the flesh, blood, and hair that were on the window for DNA. But the detectives were like, the only person that that shit could be from would have told us when he was pushed out the window. So basically, the defense was grabbing at straws at this point. Like, who else's fucking flesh and blood and hair was on the fucking windows? If, if not Josh's. Right. Right. Like, like do, do you have another body hidden somewhere? Right. Like, right. Like, did she have a lover named Dale? Like, <laughs> hidden in the back. Like, where's Dale? Room? Is Dale in the bathtub right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I kind of. Why am I picturing Dale from Hank of the Hill? <laughs> King of the Hill. I'm like, fucking... let's bring it back around Texas, y'all. <laughs> we in Oklahoma. Let's bring it back a good ass show it really is um (laughs) but like yeah that just seemed like asinine to me yeah but like i feel like her defense had to earn their money of course Um, naturally so when they showed photos of the scene you could see josh's bags were packed in a partially empty closet which supports the claims that he was in the process of leaving amber okay yeah so you can see where she would be upset. Sure. He's she's seven months pregnant. He's leaving her. What am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. I have to I mean, he's her main source of income, which I'm assuming right now. Again, major assumption. I, I don't know. I never found if she had a job. But still, let's just assume. And then that would be another stressor. Like, holy I mean, shit, how am I gonna find a job a, as a single mom? Yet again, military chime in. Yes, please. Um, benefits, like right. what is she Medical. gonna do? Like, I assume her benefits would be way better with Josh's military benefits. Yep. If he still had them. Um, Josh's cell phone was found next to his body, not inside the apartment, which leads one to believe he is trying to make a call hmm. before he's pushed out the window, not coming towards Amber as she claimed he was. Did they check his phone? Was it viable or was it all broken? I don't know. Hmm. So, also a neighbor testified that he heard running and a loud crash, followed by a woman screaming, oh my god, oh my god, hold on, followed by a woman screaming, oh my god, oh my god, well done, you just did and scene, mm-hmm. and scene everybody, well, those drama classes coming back at you, I never took drama, <laughs> maybe you should have. I'm a writer. (laughs) When he went out to the balcony, he saw Josh laying face down on the parking garage. Amber Amber claims what the person heard was the sound of Josh tripping backwards. Let me ask you this. If he tripped backwards, why was he face down? But you can you can flip in the midair. It's 17 motherfucking stories, so there's plenty of time for you to flip. You're telling me you're only going to lay back as you, like, let this fate happen? No, you're probably going to be, like, scrambling up in the air. I mean, when you see it happen in movies, they're scrambling, but they never flip over. Yeah, because they got a fucking, like, like big old puff marshmallow to fall into. I'm just, I'm just devil's advocating here. Devil's advocating. I could see it both ways, because I could also see him trying to save himself. Maybe he flips over and is like, shit, maybe I can grab onto the side of the building as I'm going down. Plain's devil's advocate. Fair enough. So... Also, we have a glass repairman that was trying to fix another window in the couple's bedroom that day because something had been thrown against the window during an argument. Okay. And he testified 
that he heard a crash and moments later he heard Amber screaming. Wait, he was in the apartment? The glass repairman was in the apartment when this fucking shit went down? He was in the bedroom. And they were in the living room? Uh Uh-huh. This motherfucker is like a first witness. He's a fucking witness. But he didn't see it. No, but still. Yes. Holy shit. He heard a crash and then moments later heard Amber screaming, I pushed my husband out the window and I killed him. She screamed that? And then they went together to find Josh. I pushed my husband out the window. I don't know if that's what I would scream first thing. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I would scream that. No. That's weird. I mean, here we are being judgy again. I know, again, everyone reacts to situations differently, but it's a weird thing to scream. Okay, episode 14. If I haven't said it before, I'm going to let the world know now. I'm a judgy fucking bitch, everyone. (laughs) If you haven't picked up on this, I'm going to lay it down for you. I'm a fucking judgy bitch. Fair enough. I don't think that's what I would scream. I think I would fucking hysterically cry. I, I wouldn't push... Actually, you know what? I wouldn't push my husband out the window. Well, no, there's that. I mean, we would have... Maybe have a fight, but I don't know if we get physical like that. Yeah, we we have definitely argued. Right. We've had our disagreements. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, F-bombs uh, have been thrown. I mean, shit, we've all... I mean, who who among us hasn't had a knockdown, drag-out fight with their... With their significant other. No, nothing physical has ever happened. If it had, right. that motherfucker would not be downstairs right now. Right, exactly. I mean, but that's that's the point. But it's a very odd thing to yes. yell. Hmm. So they went together to find Josh. When okay. they reached him, he saw Amber turn him over. And then he testified that the large pane of glass used in the window was thinner than normally used in high-rise windows. Okay, there you go. That, that's what I wanted to know. Thank you. Thank you, glass guy. So the prosecution claimed there's... Oh, here it is. A taped confession from when Amber was brought into the police station. And she was alone with Grams. Meemaw. I like to call him Meemaw. Meemaw is fine. That works. When she was alone with Meemaw... Unaware that she was being recorded, and she says he was messing with the TV, and I pushed him. Messing with the TV, and I pushed him? In the same video, she tells Meemaw, they kept saying, referring to Josh's parents, if we stayed together, I'm going to kill him. Oh, that's not cute. So Josh's parents apparently kept saying if they stayed together, she was going to kill him. Okay. So the jury only... T- How many hours do you think that it took the jury to... I'm going to go with... Don't look, don't look. Hour and a half. Three hours. Okay. Close. To find Ish. Amber guilty after a week-long trial. Oh, all right. So the jury recommended, ready for this, a 25-year sentence. Oh. And that is what she was ultimately sentenced with. Take the plea, girl. What did I say? What did I say? What was it? Three to five? Five to seven. Five to seven. With credit for the 15 months time served. What did I say? Oh, not only that, she had to pay for Josh's funeral expenses Mm. and a $10,000 fine. Boom. Shocker. Remember? Take the plea. Amber and Josh lived on the 25th floor. Yes. She got 25 years. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Do you think that was on purpose? Do you think the jury was like, oh, we got this bitch? You know what yep, I mean? I sure the fuck do. Oh, shit. So, 
There was an interview with Rhonda Whitlock, which is Amber's mother. Okay. And um, Dr. Gina Pizzogli. She's a PhD in LCSW and LADC. Honestly, I meant to Google what those stood for, but I forgot. I mean, I, PhD doctor. That's all we really need to know. I, I found this um, interview while I was at work, and then I forgot to Google it when I got home. Eh, fair enough. So, um, in this interview, Rhonda dropped some bombs we hadn't heard. Um, she says that Amber and her family was told not to talk by an attorney that, and that they trusted the, the system was going to um, to trust the system because they that Amber was innocent and to just trust the system and everything was going to work out. Mm. Mistake number one, never trust the fucking system. Never trust the system. Nope. And she believes that the judicial system failed her daughter because there were facts the, juror, the jurors never heard. And again, don't trust the system. Mm-hmm. Take the plea. Mm-hmm. So, ready for Dr. Gina? Yes. She believes that it'd be hard for any pregnant woman to push anyone because she'd be too off-center due to her pregnancy. So, there are photos online of Amber next to Josh's body while she's seven months pregnant. In your mind, show me how big you think a seven-month pregnant woman is. I'm I'm just going to guess that Amber was a small pregnant. Yes. Because she's 5'5", five five and this is her first child, so I'm guessing she was like, you could barely tell she's pregnant. Like, she's got a bump, but it's I not mean, like she's like, I'm pregnant, you know. Like I mean, the big like, mother. It, that sentence and what I remember the pictures I saw online don't correlate. And also, yes, the fuck, you can as a seven-month pregnant woman. Shit, if, if you are not aggro as seven-month pregnant with your hormones raging... Am I wrong? And if your baby daddy is leaving you and you're like, fuck, no, you're not leaving me. You're going to get some situations handled. Yes. You may not push somebody out a window, granted, but I mean. Do not underestimate an angry (laughs) pregnant woman. Preach. That's what I'm saying. I was like, this is very reductionist for a female I feel that's very um, anti-sexist. Yes, anti-feminist. Yeah. Suck it, Dr. Gina. Interesting. So, Rhonda also says, she, ready for this, you need to hold on to your sure. hat, girl. Rhonda thinks this is an IQ issue and that the news is about storytelling and not about facts. Oh my God. How insulting. An IQ issue? Mm-hmm. So basically, if you think, if you buy into what the news media put out that her daughter is guilty, that her... Okay, we know she pushed him. But that if it was not self-defense and that she full-on is guilty of second-degree murder, you stupid. Wow. Wow. That's really elitist. I don't like this, doctor. No, that was Rhonda the mom. Oh, Rhonda the mom saying that? No. Uh-huh. I don't Remember, like Rhonda the mom also said it was the modern-day Tulsa witch trials. Oh, God. We love you, Rhonda. All I'm saying is my mom would kick my ass to the curb. Am I wrong? I mean, she'd be like, oh, that bitch is guilty. Bye. 
We didn't raise a daughter like this. I don't know what's happening. So, it gets better. Rhonda also says Amber was bullied into a trial for something she did not do and that she was neglected by the public and thrown away and not, and no one cares to talk about it. And that Amber went to Josh's body and she tried to put it back together again. That sounds like a nursery rhyme. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Exactly. This ain't a fucking... Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, and that when he went out the window, she tried to catch his foot and had the cut marks from the glass to do so. One of Josh's shoes was inside the apartment and one was out. Okay. And that Amber did not push Josh, but Rhonda said that Josh pushed Amber. Oh, that Amber did push Josh, but that Josh pushed Amber, Amber first. Okay. Um... And she had an glass expert come down and investigate the windows. And he said everything was wrong that day. Um, The winds were wrong. The building is circular. The winds were 25 miles per hour that day. That created a vacuum effect. The cogging was old. The window was at knee level for Josh. When he fell backwards into the window, he couldn't have stopped himself because of the vacuum effect. That sucked him out the window. Wow. Okay. And that true facts that defended Amber were not allowed in court, but the alternate facts against Amber were allowed. Is that the case, though? Uh, real quick, like, do we know if they actually presented all of these, like, like that, the wind and uh, the fact that the glass was too small and, like, or too thin uh, and, like, all that shit to the jury? I don't think they did. Hmm. But if they didn't, that's a defense attorney issue. Absolutely. As a defense attorney, your job is to poke holes. That's it. You're just you don't have to prove shit. You just have to poke enough holes to where nobody knows what actually fucking happened. And then they're like, yeah, we don't know, so we're just gonna say no. Right? Right. Remember remember how we were gonna get back to the military? Yes. Okay. We're here. So Rhonda alleges Josh was kicked out of the military for drugs. And um, in this interview, Corey Taylor, yes, Corey, I'm calling you up. Oh, shit. The interviewer says he does have documents that says Corey was honorably discharged from the military due to drug abuse, and, Ma- and Rhonda chimes in with and manufacturing. Wait, wait, Corey was discharged or Josh? Josh. Josh was discharged. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Josh. In manufacturing? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play this where okay. you hear they say honorably discharged, and then we're going to talk about that. Okay, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Lost in translation. You talked about the fact that we actually have documents that show that he got discharged honorably from the military, but it was due to drug abuse. Yes. But And manufacturing. Right. But that's <laughs> never talked about. No, it's never. Okay, so who is this bitch? That is the mom. Okay, that's Rhonda. Okay. We're going to take a quick sidebar. We're going to talk about this. Yes, please. I need someone who knows about the military to chime in. Because I went to high school with a guy who was involved in a drug ring in the military. Oh. Um, he was selling drugs, and I believe he was pretty high up in this drug ring. Yeah. I'm going to assume he was probably doing drugs as well. 
ironically, in high school, he was the last person on earth you would thought you would think would be involved. I actually have a picture in the other room of him on an airplane wearing pink Mickey Mouse ears he bought for his baby sister. Oh, wow. But that's the perfect person to be a part of the drug ring is because so, it's like the least expected person. So. He went to prison. Makes sense. And I'm going to assume he was dishonorably discharged from the military. And I kind of find it hard to believe that he was manufacturing drugs in the military and was honorably discharged. Yeah, that's a big... Somebody in the military, please chime in. Yeah, because like, what are the what are the rules with honorably versus dishonorably? Because I agree, I would think that that would be something you'd be dishonorably... Abusing drugs and manufacturing in yeah. the military? You're telling me he was honorably discharged? I can't. I can't. Right, it doesn't track. I need somebody in the military. Yes, please. Educate us, please. Please help us. And also, this is only the second time in all my research that I have found this information, and it's by Rhonda. Hmm, so there's only one source. So... Got it. I'm, I'm not saying she's lying, I'm saying if you have the documents, why aren't they posted somewhere? Right. Especially because it's like proving your daughter's innocence. I would think that you want to get that information out. Especially like the news media or anything. Like everywhere. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Got it. I just have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, nobody else talks about it. Um... And if you have the documents, why aren't you releasing them? Right. Um, to save your daughter. Um, and she says no one is talking about his discharge for drugs because it doesn't fit the narrative the media is telling. Then release the documents, Rhonda. Right, exactly. To prove the, the media wrong. And, you know, and she says they were initially living in her house, but she kicked them out when she says she caught Josh using drugs in her house. Okay, well... I'm Amber also used drugs, clearly, because she got in trouble for it after being on house arrest. So it wasn't just Josh. Right. So, so did she kicked both of them out? Well, they're at the time when she kicked them out, they were married, so yes. Okay. But probably not when she was on house arrest because, you know, probation, you have to put on your paperwork where you're going to be and you right. have to be there. So Right. Okay. And she claims that when Amber was served the papers for the protective order Josh filed... Um, they were living in her house, and she has security cameras in her home, and she has footage of them laughing about it. I don't know if it was Josh and Josh's parents. It wasn't real clear who she was referring to. Okay. And she really just wants people to get both sides of the story and not just listen to one side of the story. Fair enough. But again, like if you which, have this information... Which I understand, which is why I watched your interview and I included it. But if you have this information, I kind of need to see it because you know what? I Google searched and I found article 112 of the UMJC, which states that any person subject to this chapter who wrongfully uses, possesses, manufactures, distributes, imports, into the customs territory of the United States, exports from the United States, or introduces into an installation vessel, vehicle, or aircraft used by or under the control of armed forces of a substance described 
in section B shall be punished by court martial may direct. Basically, this is the article that punishes people in the military ah, for drugs. Got it. So the UCMJ Article 112 is saying like no distribution, use, or anything of controlled substances, including like in the military, marijuana, heroin, opium, whatever the fuck. Yes, else. got it. And each punishment depends on what it is. Right. Um, okay. Fair enough. And I have the entire article. Um, so and it's very detailed as to what the drug is, what it was used for. But basically, when you read through it, and I'm not going to read it to everyone. You can look it up. It's it's obviously on Google. You can find it very quickly. Very quickly, and there's many attorneys that would like to uh, would like for you to hire them if you're in the military and really? accused of. I got this from an attorney's website. Oh my god! I'm just so curious what happens whenever they legalize marijuana. Well, obviously the milit- they're gonna have to take it off. I don't, I, right? I would think. I think the military is still not gonna allow you. Pod Heavy and I were discussing this last night, and yeah. we feel like if you're not on base and you're off for the weekend and you go off base and you smoke a joint, they're not gonna fucking care. Yeah, but the thing is, if they test you when they get back, it stays in your system for. But 90. do they test you every day when you come back on base? Fuck if I know. Please, again, military people, help us. <laughs> Okay, military people, I beg you. Because I don't believe that he was manufacturing drugs and got an honorable discharge. I don't think so either, especially if it was found out. And then nor having possession of drugs would he be honorably discharged. Abusing drugs. She said he was kicked out for abusing drugs. And manufacturing drugs. If you're kicked out... I'm thinking you'd be kicked out dishonorably. Like, you... I mean, I know you can get kicked out honorably because... Believe it or not, I know people that have literally gone AWOL, went back, signed back up, and then got honorably discharged. I shit you not. I'm and just I was saying. Shocketh. Based on what I read. Shocketh. Of Article 112. 112. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I mean that clearly states there. Like, it's fake, basically saying if you're manufacturing or have possession of or bringing it into the United States... You fucked. Essentially, we're just kind of distilling it down. <laughs> and yeah. I could be wrong. Like, no, it says it says it right there, and it says down here. Drug offenses under Article One Twelve A consist of the following two and sometimes three elements. There you go. Possession, manufactured, used, accused actions are wrongful. Yeah, exactly. Used, <laughs> distributed, imported, exported, introduced. I mean, like all of those I things. I mean, yeah, okay. you know. And then you scroll down. Yeah, two years, like confinement for two years. So I could be wrong. I I, know. I, I okay I, between. Episode 13 and today, I did not get my law degree. <laughs> and I did not join the military. So help us. So if you do have this information, please let us know. Because I would very, love very for you to let us know because my brain cannot compute this and an honorable discharge. No. And I have no military friends. So let me know. But we're going to move on. Okay. Because the story is not over. Um, do, you, do you think she appealed her conviction? I would if I were her. Of course she did. Absolutely Do she you did. think my story is done? No. Of course it's not. <laughs> it's my story. I don't pick things that are this easy. Wibbly wobbly. Um, roller so, coastery. <laughs> lots of different ups and downs. You know, my favorite roller coaster growing up at Astroworld was um, 
The wooden one that was real old. Girl, girl. Okay, I I know it's not Astro World, but it was uh, Six Flags San Antonio, the Rattler. No, Astro World. So while incarcerated, I'm just saying that was another good one. Another good ro- wooden roller coaster. What was the one in Astro World? What was it named? MS Brain. I'm gonna have to think about okay, that. Okay, no worries. We'll figure it out. Um, while incarcerated, Sweet Amber, because you know, sweet little baby Amber. Mm-hmm. She tested positive for drugs twice. Oh, girl. I'm I'm just saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. For some reason, it the, the person who keeps getting tested positive for drugs is Amber, consistently, <clears throat> twice on probation couple of times now here in Correctional Center. I'm just saying, I think if anybody has a fucking problem with drugs or an issue with drugs, it's going to be Amber. Okay, you're about to feel real fucking bad. Am I? Yeah. Okay. While in prison, Amber died of apparent suicide in October 24th, 2016 at the Mabel Bassett Correctional Center. Oh my God, it felt horrendous. I knew you would. Oh my God. How did... What happened? She was found hanging from her cell bunk by another prisoner. According to the ME report, there was meth in her system when she died. Girl, what? And there were scars on her wrists and her arms. She'd been trying. So, well... I'm not done. Oh my God, y'all. Oh, and also, uh, shit pothole trigger warning? Oh, fuck. Fuck. That's okay. We always do it after, you know us, we always fucking forget. So, oh my god, suicide trigger warning and... Oh, god damn. Yeah. Oh god. It's okay. Fuck, 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 everyone. I'm so sorry. It happens. It's okay. It's okay. I try to market my stories. It's okay. SP. No worries. We got SP, there. SP, SP, SP. We got there. So, her parents claim it was not suicide and accused the correctional center of mistreating their daughter. Oh. They believe that her daughter was murdered while in prison. Rhonda says there were hundreds of people that are saying Amber was murdered, and they were denied an independent autopsy of Amber's body, and that the camera that watched her cell was broken and the footage oh, was lost. God. But here's my question. Can't you do whatever you want when the body's released to you? I think you can ask for an independent autopsy, yeah. Like, she says they were denied an independent autopsy, autopsy, but once they release the body to you for burial, can't you then have an autopsy I done? think you can. I mean, you have to pay for it yourself, granted. Right, but like, right, yeah, right, right. Do I you would see assume. What I'm, do you see what I'm saying? Like, they may say, no, you can't have an autopsy done, but once they turn the body over to you, you can do whatever you want. Right. I mean, should I would if I were the mom? Of course I would, because I would want to know, like... I mean, I'm uh, just... One way or the like, other, that's like, just stress me out. That's just my thoughts going through my head. Like, she says they were denied an independent autopsy, but once they turn the body over to you... Right. Can't you fucking go do what you want? I think so, yeah. Yet again, somebody who knows, let, let me know. know. Please. Jeez. <laughs> they also say she was suffering from PTSD and depression while in prison, but oh. never received any treatment. I mean, I don't know how prison works, but I'm pretty sure it's not like the real world and you don't get a whole lot of fucking therapy and mental health services yeah. in there. I I would like to think that you would get a few but more. what do I know? I don't know. We haven't been to prison, so we don't know. But I think that they do Yet have, again, I have a prison plan. But um, I think they do have therapists in there. I want to say that they do. 
But I mean, like. But I don't know how many prisons. I don't know if it's every prison. I don't know if it's. I don't. I don't fucking. Is it just the federal pen that's like country club, or is it like? It's Oklahoma. Do they even believe in therapy in Oklahoma? (laughs) Sorry, Oklahoma, but I don't think we have Oklahoma. I mean, shit, just Texas. No, Andrea Yates. No, clearly. Well, Andrea Yates. She is in. Now she is. Yes. But before when she tried to get help, they're like, you're fine. Here's No, that was Rusty the cunt. But. You know what? Rusty did kind of help her sometimes. Still. I'm just saying they did the you're fine. You know what? Bootstrap it. I still want to know why Rusty and his second wife got divorced. If you're Rusty's second wife, please email us. Oh my God, that'd be great if she's listening. I'd love to know more information about that. See you next Tuesday podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. I'm just saying that the mental health in general in this country is lacking, but I would... I'm yeah. just saying, I feel like they're not going to treat you for your PTSD and depression in prison. They may not, no. They may be like, suck it up, buttercup. They may be like, they that may whole give thing. you pills, but you're not going to therapy. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Like I said, what do I know? God, that's awful. So, Amber and Josh's son, remember she was pregnant? Okay, real quick. Does she have the baby in prison? I don't know where she had the baby, but their son, who I'm not going to tell you his name. No. I didn't even write it down, so I don't remember it, is being raised by Amber's parents. Oh, thank God. So, can we address this yet again? Why is the... Mm. This is your theory. (laughs) This is your theory. Why does the convicted murderer's parents always get to raise the child? That's interesting. That is interesting, because every single fucking time because the more you said it the more i started noticing it myself and i was like holy shit she's right because even in elise's case guess where that baby went elise's family uh-huh not the matsunagas which you would think mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. interesting and that's in brazil that's amanda like in the lewis. united states amanda lewis amanda who lewis? was raising Amanda Lewis's mom. God, it's fucking crazy. I never, I never noticed it till you pointed it out. And I just don't know if there's like a, I don't know if it's a statute. I don't think it is. I think it's just like, here's, you know, the kid essentially. But does it go with the mom's family? Is that why? Because Elise went with her family. Amber goes to her family. Amanda goes to her family. Is it the, is it the, the mom's family is what they normally give the child to? Is that because they normally give the child to the mom? I don't know. That's a really good question. And That's normally, interesting. the mom's family denies the dead dad's family rights to it, see. Exactly. Which is like, the, the, the dead dad is often murdered by the mom. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, why would you not let... Oh. I'm not on board with this. Uh, all I gotta say is, this case is horrific. I know, but if there was so many roller coasters. This was insane. How could I not cover this? This is a really... I've never heard of this story in my life. Ever. I have never heard this story. I really feel for that poor kid. Honestly, the, this is a real victim here. It's like, that poor kid has no mom, no dad anymore. Is being raised by grandparents of his mom. Like, it's just awful. I hope he gets to see his dad's... family yeah i agree um i I honestly couldn't find anything from josh's family which i was really sad about yeah um i wish they could have spoken out more 
But I think that's generally the case. Like, the victim's family is so distraught yeah. that they just, just want to grieve and move on. Right. Leave us alone. Which I get. Like, I, at that point, you don't want the media. You don't want anything else. You're just like, look, it's already a, enough. Like, this is too much already. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know. Honestly, I'm torn on this case. I am. I don't know. This is a real one where you I can't really pick fucking. A cunt. Because I have a cunt. I can't. Well, that doctor's kind of a cunt. That was kind of a cunty thing to say. I want to say her mom's being kind of a cunt. Being, not is. Because, like, again, if you have information that would, like, exonerate your daughter, please release it. Because I think all of us would rather know. Well, and at I, this point, and, and especially. And the thing is, she blames the media and the attorneys. For not releasing the information, but like, but fucking force them to like. How many other cases have just they fu- had that? Just fucking do it, and just um, because just, there's okay. plenty of families that have have forced people to release. I'm the mom of the daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me my daughter is in prison for murder, and I have information. Yeah. I'm releasing that fucking everywhere. Absolutely. I don't give a shit what the attorney says. I'm going to go, mm-mm. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're going to release anything and everything to exonerate your daughter. Mm-hmm. Period. And you are too because she's like your stepdaughter. Oh, yeah, no. I would be there in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And I'd be like, oh, what information do we need? Okay, cool. We're releasing this to the media. This goes here. This goes to this press agency. This like, goes here. Like, I mean, I would be in the fetal in position minute. in my bed and you'd be releasing everything for me. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, what do you need? Okay, cool. USB drive here? Okay, great. I'm going there. I'm driving it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that who you were going to pick as your cut? I was going to pick Rhonda, which I'm a little hesitant to pick Rhonda because she's still out there. Well, and this is the thing. is like... it. I want to say, and can we caveat it with, not her, but her actions? Yes. Because, yes, the media does play a massive part in sometimes getting the wrong person convicted and or rushing along a case and making the police feel pressured to solve the case when in all actuality they should have taken the time and effort to find the real fucking like perpetrator, right? Yes. It happens. So, it happens. I... Okay, I want to say, when I do my stories, I try very hard when I read these news articles I try very hard to cherry pick what sounds like legitimate facts Mm -hmm. and what sounds like maybe not so much legit facts like hearsay or opinion right and then I try to put alleged in front of things sure um, and then I try to present both sides of the story. Like I gave Rhonda her time in my story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when I wasn't quite so sure about things Rhonda said, I like, I don't know about this whole military situation, but this is what she's saying. And I played the clip of her and Corey Taylor saying honorable because I didn't want to say that in my story. And then have them come back and say, we never said that. Right. It was an actual videotaped interview with this whole thing being Mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. You know, I mean, not that I think they're ever going to hear this, but just in case it gets back to someone. Granted. um, I want everyone to give their credit where credit is due. Yeah. Um, Because I don't, I don't want to give false information either, you know? Yeah. So. It's a really interesting case. I've never heard of it. 
Thank you for. I kind of want to call Amber the cunt, but I I kind of don't don't at the same time because like I can see how this could happen because I, I can see absolutely. How I don't this really happen. know like as an accident because like part of me feels like if he had late like if you look at the facts look at five foot five and six foot two if he had pushed her would she be if he was packed and ready to leave. And he had pushed her because he was trying to leave. Given the size difference, would she have been able to get up and push him in time to get out the window? I think so. Because, like, I think that once she, let's just say he pushed her, she fell down. She stands back up and is like, fuck you, motherfucker, and pushes him back. I mean, he's not going to get out of the way. But, like, if you're pregnant, trust me, even if you're not humongously pregnant... It's going to take you a hot second to get off the floor. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying she bounced right back up like a freaking, like, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I'm just saying, like... But then you have the neighbors saying they heard running. Running? Do you think she, she did a running start and pushed him? I don't... I wasn't there. The only person... Mm. There's only two people that know what happened, and neither one of them are on this earth. The glass motherfucker. The glass guy. He was in the bedroom. I know. That's such... God dang it. Could you imagine if he, like, witnessed it? I mean... I'd be so I honestly curious. feel like if he witnessed it... He would have said. Yeah. I I mean... And he would have probably said more. Because he's got no skin in this game. He's just like, look, right, this right, is what right. I heard. This is what I saw. This is what happened. Okay, right. look. I'm just trying to do my job in the other room. <laughs> and this crazy shit goes down. I don't fucking know. Like, it's not my job to be up in people's business... Let alone get in the middle of a domestic. But, I mean, and I believe when he was fixing the glass in the other room, I believe I read that it was a laundry basket that had been thrown and cracked the glass. Okay. So, if the glass cracks that easily... I, I, I mean... But then you have to look at the fact that if they were in an argument and a laundry basket was thrown and the glass was cracked that easily, she knows the glass is going to crack that easily. That's a possibility. And then she's thinking, shit, I can get rid of this guy. But at the same time, if the whole argument is her trying to prevent him from leaving, then why the fuck would she make him leave by killing him? Because then she gets the military benefits. From his death? Yes. Can you get it from an accidental death? Because sometimes yes. you can't. I don't know. Military. Yeah, Shout please out. Let us know. Please let us know. There's so many questions about the military I have no clue about. Like, I would just be so curious. To and know. you know, we have that base... I know. How do we not have I military know. friends. Well, I I mean, what's I do have uh, military friends, you know but what? I still don't fucking know. I do have military. I have a military friend. Her husband was a colonel before he just retired. Damn, this case is insane, though. But meth? I think I need to like text her. But like, that's the thing. Like, how many times had Amber felt has Amber failed a drug test since she's been arrested? I feel like. I, here's my assumption. I'm just going to make a, this is my opinion. Again, my opinion. That's not saying this is what happened. I'm just assuming that they had a volatile relationship. It was one of those kind of relationships, which we all have friends that have those kind of relationships where they constantly fight and you're like, how the fuck are you together? Like, yes, just get away from each other. You're not good together. It's okay. You can claim defeat on this one. It's chill. Um, so it's one of those relationships where they're constantly fighting, sometimes getting physical, mainly, it's mainly her getting physical. Eventually Josh is fucking done with it. He's like, I'm done with this crazy fucking bitch constantly on my ass, which I get. And then she was like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. 
She gets a little too aggro. He, I don't think her intent was to kill him necessarily and push him through a window. I think her intent was to hurt him. And maybe she thought, oh, maybe he'll just like crack the glass or hurt his head or some shit. And then when he did actually fly out the window, she's like, oh shit. And she's like, fuck me. Yeah, exactly. Then she's like, I'm in deep shit at that point. And she grabs the guy in the other room to play victim. To play like, oh shit, I didn't mean to do this. It was an accident that happened. That's my assumption. Again, wild assumptions and oh my God, what a fucking horrific Do you think Josh was leaving because she was doing drugs while pregnant? Possibly, and where there was a lot of like uh, arguing and violence that he just wasn't here for. You know, I think it could have been a culmination of a bunch of things. Do you think the pro- the person who had the problem with drugs was Amber, not Josh? Absolutely. And and again, that's my, my opinion. But based on this information you've provided, it seems like she is constantly the one being tested for drugs and being found that she's doing drugs. Whereas again. If Josh was doing drugs in the military and was honorably discharged, I feel like that is a leap for them to just be like, it's cool, man. No big deal. Here you go. Here's an honorable discharge for doing drugs and distributing. I smoke my piece on the drug situation based on my knowledge, which is this big. Hey, me too. Same. But I this just, big. I, but again, she is also the one being tested because she's in custody constantly, yeah. and she's I mean, in probation. And he was never tested, but like, like I said, the guy I went to high school with, he was selling drugs. He wasn't even manufacturing. He was selling, and he was in the federal pen. But see, that's it. So I mean, let's just say maybe they both did drugs. Let's just say they both did. And if it's marijuana, it sounds like it's marijuana for the most part until the end when she was doing math. Which, but how do you manufacture marijuana? I mean, you'd have to have fucking grow. And then you, I mean, who's the fuck's going to like haul that shit up 17, 25 floors or whatever the fuck? I mean, like. I think it was meth. You think it was meth? You think they, you think they would fucking do that in like 25 floors up? That is so dangerous. To do on a ground floor, let alone But they like, weren't manufacturing at the 25th apartment. They were manufacturing in the military. I think she was manufacturing, and he took the rap for it. But again, why would he be honorably discharged for doing and or distributing meth? That makes I think no we sense. Can, I think we can agree he was not honorably discharged. I think he was dishonorably discharged, and they did him a favor by not pressing charges. But why? Because it wasn't him. It was her. <sighs> There's just too many questions. This case has so many questions. I know. We will never know the truth. We'll Why? Know. Because they're both gone. Damn. That's a good fucking case, girl. Thanks. Let us know what y'all think. I really try to find these. That's a good one, dude. Now I'm like going to stay up at night. I'm probably going to Google search that later just because I'm like so curious as to what the fuck happened. I mean, you won't find any more than I did. I, no, but. I doubt it. I'm just like, oh, now I'm just got to like, oh my God. Because that is so fascinating. I mean, all my... um sources are at the top if you want to i yeah no for sure great job girl go into my notes read my sources can you like can you bring me up because that was crazy yeah that's a crazy case and yeah um i'm happy to you ready for star mom bring me to the shining star star mom so today's star mom is kind of a duo but really we're just going to talk about her but it's really two people it's nelly b Mm mm-hmm Otherwise known as Ron and Nellie Biles. Uh, and if you don't know that last name, you've been under a rock for the past like 
month and a half. Yes, that's Simone Biles's mom and dad. Oh, yay. I couldn't help myself, but I, I didn't want you to know who I was doing. So I was like, I couldn't put her last name. So I was like, oh, she's going to freak out when she sees it. Because I go in the Google Docs I know all the time. You. I know you do. So her name is Nellie Biles, and um, her husband's name is Ron. Um, so a little bit about Ron and Nellie. They're first of all, they're super cute. So we have star parents. Star parents. And I'm okay with that. Are you okay with this? Okay, uh-huh, acceptable. Uh-huh. Okay. Especially because who it is. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ron and Nellie, they met each other. Speaking of military, this was totally not planned. Holy shit. Because you didn't know who I was doing. So, Holy shit. y'all, we keep our people secret. We do. And if we ever do the same person, you're going to hear the same person twice. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Two interpretations. That'd actually be a good... That would be fun. Actually, it would be fun. Um, so they met while Nellie was in college in San Antonio. They're Texas people. Texas. The Texas folk. And Ron was working the Air Force. Um, and then, so not long after graduating, Nellie became a nurse and co-owned a chain of uh, nursing homes here in Texas. And then Ron worked as an air traffic controller. And they themselves had two sons, Ron Jr. and Adam. Now, um, Ron, this was... Ron's second wife. Okay. I just want to give that caveat. Nellie is wife number two. Wife number two. Okay. Ron had a previous daughter, Shannon, who is Simone Biles' biological mother. Okay. And he raised Shannon, or Shannon, because there's only one N, help me here, um, as a single father. Okay. So he was doing the do as a single father, which snaps, my friend. Right? Round of applause. Yes. Because holy shit, that, that is... doesn't happen, and probably at the time frame that was, that was probably unheard of. Exactly, exactly. So let's get a little bit into Shannon, uh, Simone's mom. Um, so Shannon had um, a bunch of children. She had four children. I'm saying a bunch because I don't have any children, and one child is a bunch, let alone like four. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> four kids is a lot to me. I'm going to foreshadow something a hot sec please based on what we're working on for a future patreon for ancient that's true valid so that's a little teaser wink and a nod um simone biles was one of four children born to shannon march 14 97 got him old um and simone was actually born in columbus ohio okay she was the third of four siblings so almost the baby um unfortunately at the time shannon her mom was struggling with drug and alcohol abuse so this is where Ron and Nellie step Come in. in. Yeah. Exactly. So in 2000, um, Simone Biles' maternal grandfather, Ron, and Nellie temporarily take custody, you know, just to help her and then one of their other um, grandchildren out and then the other two went into foster care because they could only take so many. I mean, they're, yeah. they, they're older and it's hard, you know. It's, yeah. Fostering's not easy, even if it is your own family. Yeah. So in 2003, oh, and just so you know, they're they're living in Spring, Texas, with a, which is a suburb north of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And this is where Simone basically grew up and where she lived and everything like that, right? Um, so 2003, they officially adopt her and her younger sister, her younger assistant Audria, and and her other brothers and sisters' names are Audria, Ashley, and Tevin, which I think are great names. Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, and so Nellie, whenever she did adopt, you know, Simone and Audria, she said, I don't know the exact date, but my heart just made room. 
Oh, can she adopt me? I need her to be my meemaw. God, what a freaking meemaw. I know. I was just like, oh, my heart hurts. So um, right after Simone was adopted, get this. Nellie and Ron decided to do the healthy thing, and they went into family counseling for two years. Oh, I know. Texas and therapy. I know. And they, to ensure a smooth transition. Because again, she's like five or six at this point, you know? And like, that's tough. You come from your mom to your grandma, grandpa's. It's not an easy, I know. I know. Please adopt us, Ron and Nellie. We're available. (laughs) I'm available for adoption and we're in Texas. We are. I come with great grandchildren. (laughs) There you go. So, Nellie told um, Reuters, this is a quote, me taking my barriers down and the children taking their barriers down, and before you know it, there's an unconditional love that's there between both of us, or between myself and my husband and Simone and her sister. That goes for her brothers, too. They feel the same way. It's not something you can plan. It just happens. (sighs) Nellie. Meemaw. How beautiful is that? Meemaw. I mean... I just want to stop real quick and just say, she's not only a mother, she's a mother as a grandmother. Like, that step okay. is huge. Not only that, she's not even biologically related to these children. I know. I know. Meemaw. I know. Meemaw. I know. She's just like the perfect G-ma. I just, I, and then the photos, like, there's all these photos when I was researching on Twitter and Instagram of, like, Simone and, and Ron and Nellie, and I was just like, oh, you guys are, like, the best people on the planet. Mimo. I know. I need you, Mimo. Plus, like, think about this. Okay, so, Simone, right, decided at a young age she wanted to be in gymnastics, and for them to support that, like you said, even though not being her biological child and yes his biological granddaughter it's expensive yeah and it takes a lot of effort and time yeah. you're a dance mom you know i know it's it's just like gymnastic mom except dance it's like expect you got all these dates you got to go up in there like it's early days long nights i don't want to talk about it with her i'm sorry i'm sorry. done with that i'm sorry <laughs> there's no more we can, we can, we can. I moved the pod daughter into college last week. Oh, pod daughter. Pod daughter, I miss you. <laughs> don't worry, she's going to give us all the deets. All the deets. I don't want to out the pod daughter. I know. Because I don't know if she wants me to. But let me just say, pod daughter has a double major in college. And she might... Make a guest appearance because it does have to do with crime. Oh my god, I'm so proud of her. And she's real close to a state prison. I know, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Like, honestly, we might have to tap her and be like, okay, help me with this. Help us understand this crime shit because we're just like, we don't we don't have what you have, degree-wise. Yes. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm so proud of her. I am too. She inherited, if crime was a gene, she inherited all of them. <laughs> she inherited the true crime gene. You passed it down, girl. Well done. I know. She's having, she moved in way early. She's having so much fun. She's making so many friends. It makes me happy. And it makes you sad. And it makes me sad. Like, I know. Where we're recording, I see so many dancings from her right now. It makes me sad. That's okay. We're going to get adopted by Ron and Nellie, and then you won't have to worry about this anymore. 
Ron Nelly. <laughs> see you in see you next Tuesday podcast at gmail.com. Exactly right. <laughs> so I uh, and, and granted, like there wasn't a lot of information about them online. And honestly, like every single news article I went to was basically regurgitating the exact same five talking points over and over and over. So I was like, okay, well, and honestly, fair. Because they are private citizens and they deserve to have a private fucking life. Yeah, I kind of respect that. Me too. So uh, it's a short and sweet one this time. So I'm just going to say this. The couple does own, which is awesome, a gymnastics training center called World Champions Center in Spring, Texas. It's massive, by the way. They literally built it. And it's obviously, it's black owned. And um, it's for um, diversity and um, it's just for anyone to come and, you know, not have the unfortunate stigma that a lot of gymnastics trainers have. Do we even need to go there? Like, it's fucking disgusting. Um, so they wanted to basically give Simone a place to obviously practice, but also right. anybody else, anybody and everyone is welcome, which I freaking love. Um, a large mission of the gym is to foster athletes of all races and backgrounds, something that is close to Simone's heart. I mean, do Hello. we even have to talk about her? No. Incredibleness. Cause she proves she's even more incredible after the Olympics. I mean, fuck. If you guys are not a fan of her now, then you never were. I mean, it's just like the most incredible. At a young age. The fact that she did what she did at a, such a young age is just mind-blowing. It just shows you how mature she is as a person. And I have to say, I would like to think part of it is because of... Ron and Nelly. Me, Mom, Papa. Me, Mom, Papa, Nelly. <laughs> Nelly Biles. <laughs> so... um. This is what she said. Representation matters. And we want to inspire the next generation to pursue their passion. Um, Nellie posted a photo on Instagram mid-July of them, her hugging Simone, um, because they couldn't go to the Olympics because of the COVID protocols. I hate that. I know. And Nellie did too. She was like, oh, I want to go so bad. But, you know, she understood, you know, obviously. Um, She said, I'm going to miss this, but just know that I will be in Tokyo in spirit. May the Lord continue to guide and keep you. Just be the best Simone. Just be the best Simone is what she said. And what did she do? She was the best fucking Simone she could be. I mean, mic drop. Fuck. You know what? Simone's my new best friend. I know. friend i have room for a lot of best friends <laughs> everybody's best like, friend one best friend two best friend three best friend four who am i kidding i don't have four best friends <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like to think that that little like last line just be and she's putting it in like capital letters the best simone mm-hmm. i would like to think that simone did take that with her and made her decision like it helped educate her decision and go i'm not being the best me I'm going to step back and let my team do what we do best. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. And you know where that comes from? Being raised by these amazing, incredible people like Nellie and Ron Biles. Y'all are both fucking star people in our world. Yes. So thank you for, for preaching. Yeah. Helping. Also, on a side note, Shannon, Simone's mom, did get clean uh, as of 2007. And from what I understand, has remained clean. Keep it up, girl. Keep it up. Good job, Shannon, because that is very difficult to do. Yes, it is. 
And you know, it's also hard to give up your children knowing you are not fit at that time to raise your children. That's fucking difficult. Because so. there are so many people that refuse to do that even though they know that keeping them is not the best thing to do. We literally just talked about a mother who was doing drugs while she was pregnant. Allegedly. Allegedly. We we don't we don't we know. We don't for know, sure. but we're assuming. Again, it's like there's plenty of people who have plenty of opportunities to do the right thing and they don't. You did the right thing when you were at that juncture in, in your life and we're very proud of you for that. And to this day, from what I understand, Simone does have a relationship with her mom. Oh, good. Which is good. Um, but she does call Ron and Nellie her mom and dad. Mom and, dad. and that's a, that's it's been a big, a big thing because I have always loved gymnastics. Like yeah. I've always watched on TV. And I remember... That was a big thing when when they were showing it on TV. They would put Ron and Nellie on um, the TV instead of... And they would call them Ron and Nellie instead of Simone's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And then I think someone got on to the announcers for not calling them Simone's mom and dad because... They are Simone's mom and dad. That's exactly what happened. You're 100% right. I did read an article about that because it was like, dude, I call my mom and dad. I consider them my mom and dad. Why will the news media not? It's bullshit. And no, that's not how it works. Like you, they are her mother and father. She made that choice when she was young. Honor that choice that she made, you know? Yes. So. And I have to say, she is dating a Houston Texans football player. Hey, tell me about that. And the support he has given her on social media has been amazing. Go ahead. Like, we're big Houston, we're a Houston Texans family. In Texas, you're either Cowboys or Texans. Valid. And we're Texans 100%. I could go more into that, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Um, like, the things he posted on social media when everything was happening during the, during the Olympics. I was like, I love him. That's awesome. I'm going to adopt him as my son. <laughs> no, honestly, Simone has been fortunate to be able to surround herself with these incredible people. And she continues to because she, it, from what clearly here, she was raised around very emotionally healthy people that cared about her and her sister and her whole family. And because of that, she's been able to succeed and achieve and rise above all the bullshit that she's had to go through her entire life. And um, yeah, Ron and Nellie, incredible heroes. Mm-hmm. I just, when I, I was just like, oh my God, they're so cool. So I really hope we do get to meet them. That'd be so fun. Call oh. us, we'll come to spring. Shit, I'll go to the fucking gymnastics studio. I used to do gymnastics when I was little. It was super fun. Okay, I did gymnastics when I was little. I was super fat as a kid, so I could not do much. What the fuck? But I'm just speaking the truth. It was fun, though. Gymnastics was fucking fun. I mean, I loved it and I enjoyed it, but I couldn't do anything because I was so fucking obese. (sighs) Yes to life, man. You know what? I tell you what. Why don't this? We're going to go down to spring. We gonna go on down. We're gonna meet me, mom, pop on, and then train their facility. I mean, we'll meet Will Simone. They take us? We'll meet Simone too. Like, I mean, yeah, if she's there. I mean, I guess. if she's there, we'll meet her. Boring. 
Nelly, Ron, if I call you Mima and Papa, are yeah. you gonna be okay? Don't take don't take offense to that. Um, those are my dogs. <laughs> Welcome to real life, everybody. Welcome to my house. <laughs> the shit show that it is. Do 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 do. On that note, we're gonna end this circus. Thank you, Podhubby. I appreciate that so much. Um, you know how I said I would never have physical violence against my husband? Are you sure you don't want to push him out a window? We are, we are on the second floor. We are. We are. Yes. <laughs> it might just happen. Never. She'd never do that. Close your eyes. <laughs> uh, Thanks, y'all, so freaking much for all the comments, likes, shares, all of the stuff. Seriously. That it has been it. an amazing couple of weeks on this pod journey. Truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as always, as always, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye, y'all. Bye. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.